0: This is Pet Life Radio. Let's Talk Pets.
1: Hello, feline friends. This is Michelle Fern, your host on Catitude. All right, you love your cat. And, you know, one thing about, you know, our fur babes, they don't live as long as we would like them to. But did you know that you could actually clone your cat and have your cat for like another lifetime or another of their lifetimes, I guess? You can. And we're going to talk to my next guest about it. This is really cool. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, Michelle Byrne here. You know, I have a crew of cats and they all have their own distinct personality. You know, Dennis, as soon as I eat anything, it doesn't matter what it is. He's right by my side, even if he doesn't like it. And while it could be really cute, it sometimes is annoying. Then there's charlotte well charlotte basically runs around and hides all the time and then of course we have molly when i'm working all of a sudden the back of my chair <laughs> molly flies on top of it and sits there and it can be so distracting all my crazy cat crew Those things I could live with. What I cannot stand is a stinky litter box. So I use Arm & Hammer clump and seal. It clumps tight around the odor and seals it in. So no more smelly litter box. No more smelly house. It destroys for seven days. So I have a seven-day odor-free home. Because a home with kitties and a litter box that doesn't stink is a happy home. Arm & Hammer, more power to you.
2: Let's talk pets on petliferadio.com.
1: Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to introduce you to Malene Rodriguez. She is the client service manager of Viagen Pets and Equine and they do genetic preservation and cloning for dogs cats and horses welcome elaine hi there thanks for having me so i'm excited to have you so cloning pets i haven't heard a lot about it in the industry but i've heard some how new is it so
0: cloning of pets has been done for over 12 years Uh, it had been done by someone else Uh, we have primarily been a livestock cloning company. So we've been cloning cows and pigs and horses for about 17 years. We've been doing genetic preservation for pets for that length of time as well, but we didn't start cloning dogs and cats until about five years ago.
1: Okay, so I can understand the cloning for livestock for the purpose Of you know that and livestock and horses I get all that but dogs and cats are mostly they're domestic you know animals are for kids and so forth and I think it's great that you could do that what is the process for that because a lot of people listening are like are probably thinking I know what a clone cat is it's a replica of my cat you know but there's a little more involved than that but it's not that complicated of a process. So can you just share that with our audience? Sure, absolutely. So I'll start sort of at the beginning. And if
0: if you're ever considering cloning your cat, the very first step is genetic preservation, which is just like what it sounds. You're preserving the genes or preserving the DNA. And that is done with, we have a biopsy kit, that we ship to you and you take this kit to your veterinarian along with your cat and your vet will take a few small skin biopsy samples i had my cat biopsied about um, about two months ago and my vet just did a sedation so just sort of not a full anesthesia but just a sedation to knock him out a little bit they shaved the fur of the tummy they um, clean it really well, and then they use our biopsy punch tool to take a little 4-millimeter plug of skin from the tummy, so a little tiny piece of skin. We want to have at least two samples, and then the vet will put one or two stitches in that biopsy site to close it up, and then those tissue samples come back to our lab. And those little skin tissue samples contain that cat's complete DNA. And so what we do with that when we receive it is those tissue samples are processed, they go into cell culture, and we will grow millions of cells from these skin samples. And each of these cells contains the the cat's complete DNA, and that's the DNA source that we need for cloning. So that's the very first step. So even if you think, you know, cloning a cat's really expensive, I don't know that I'll ever be able to afford that. This first step, you can preserve the cells and keep the cells stored
1: decades. So you don't have to clone right away. And this first step is $1,600. Okay, so that's not outrageous. If you are thinking about for the future or, you know, love your cat so much, you can't imagine life without your cat. That's affordable. Right. You know, it's an option that, that just about everyone could do. So what happens once you decide to clone from the genetic testing so i've done the genetic testing you know you have the cells in the freezer frozen and it's been so many years and my you know beloved cat passed unfortunately and now i'm thinking you know what i i need to clone my cat i need to get those cells made into my you know little cat junior that that i can't live without so what do i do next what happens next? So that next step
0: is, i like to equate it to it's sort of like in vitro fertilization, and that's something that more people can sort of relate to. Most people know people who've been through IVF. Um, It's similar in that, so we take an egg from a donor cat, and we remove the nucleus from that egg. So this is all done under a microscope. We suck out that nucleus, and we replace the nucleus with one of those millions of cells that we had grown in culture from the skin sample so now that cell goes into the egg they're fused together through our patented process and an embryo starts to grow so this is in a dish for a little bit of time and then these embryos will make several of them well these embryos will be transferred into a surrogate mother cat and she will gestate the embryos she will give birth to baby kittens she will nurse that kitten she'll nurture the kitten and so what the client will get is a kitten that is eight weeks old that is now genetically identical to that original
1: cat that that tissue was taken from. So just like an identical twin, born in a different time. That's amazing. It's like the how amazing science is. We're going to take a short break and then I have more questions for you that I'm sure many people listening
2: are dying to ask. We'll be right back. I have two dogs, Sam and Bailey. Both are golden retrievers. Poor Sam, he was a mess. Always itching. His paws were soaking wet all day from just constant licking. He had bald spots on his back. I just don't like putting shots and steroids into your dog all the time. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite is nutrition. Probably two weeks after he started Dynavite, I started seeing great improvements. And today, 99% of his issues are non-existent. It's amazing stuff. Since Bailey has been 12 weeks old, he's been a Dynavite dog. And he has zero issues today. He won't eat his food without Dynavite. When I get out the Dynavite, my dogs actually salivate. Like I'm getting them a treat. They drool over it. Dynavite is the best thing you can do for your dog. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D I N O V I T E.com. Let's talk pets.
0: Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio.
2: Pet Life Radio. PetlifeRadio.com. Pet <laughs>
1: Welcome back everyone. We're talking to Melane Rodriguez from Biogen Pets and we're talking about cloning your cat. So let's talk about some of the things people might be thinking, you know, in preparation to clone their cat. They understand the process. They did their genetic testing. How closely is the clone cat? How closely does it resemble and act as my you know, past cat acted? So again, it's very similar
0: to an identical twin. So if you think about human identical twins, they're they're always going to be the same sex. They are going to look almost exactly the same. Um, One thing that can be a little bit different are the markings, and so we can equate that to twins, human identical twins that have freckles, and their freckles are never in the same place. So in a cloned cat, the markings may be a little bit different. If they're a spotted cat, their spots may be a little bit different shape and size. But other than that, they're going to look very, very similar. The shape of the face the shape of the ears, um, the shape of the body, the length of the tail, all of those things are genetically linked. So because this cat has the same genes, it's going to be almost identical as the original cat. So markings, a little bit different, but facial structure and things like that, very much the same. Now, the number one question that we get, everyone wants to know, is what about personality? You know, that's what we love about our cat, right? That's
1: what I was just going (laughs) to ask you. How does the temperament, or you know, personality, how is that, how closely does that resemble the original cat?
0: So very, very similar. Um, you know, like you said before, we've been cloning cows and pigs and horses. And I'm sure all of those species, they all have their own personalities, right? But that wasn't the feedback that we were getting from those kind of customers. We were getting feedback about milk production and semen production and the kinds of reasons you would clone livestock. But now with pets, we want to know what's their personality like. So when we started cloning cats five years ago, we really weren't sure how similar the personalities were going to be. And now the feedback from our clients after all these years of cloning cats now and dogs we have learned that the personality is very, very similar and that there's this very strong correlation between a temperament and intelligence. So those are kinds of things that are genetically linked, the temperament and intelligence. So those tend to be very, very similar in the clone cat. Now they're not gonna be exactly the same. It's not a reincarnation of the cat, um, but it's not gonna be the exact same personality because that kitten will have been through different experiences in a different environment than the original. But that underlying temperament, very, very similar.
1: So it sounds almost like the core of a cat is the same, you know, and and I get what you said as far as, and, and the most important things, temperament and the intelligence, those seem to be the most important. But as far as, you know, you might have your, maybe your original cat, you know, was a climber and the clone cat is not as much of a climber. So you might have little, you know, personality Mm -hmm. differences like that.
0: Right, exactly.
1: Okay, and you yourself are a pet parent to a clone cat, right? That's right. I have a cloned
0: cat. My situation is a little bit different than our typical client. Um, I have a friend who is a Bengal cat breeder, and he cloned his favorite Bengal cat And with us, and there were two kittens in the litter. Now, that can sometimes happen. You can sometimes have more than one kitten um, because we do put more than one embryo into that surrogate mom, and in most cases, the client is going to take you know, both kittens or as many kittens as are born, they're going to take them all. Well, in this situation, because he was a friend of mine, he knew how much I loved the original cat, he gave one of the kittens to me. So it's kind of a cool experiment to see these kittens are now raised in two separate households, completely different, and how similar or how different are they going to be. Um, so Benji, he was my clone bangle, he will turn two in May. And I'll tell you the main difference between him and the original cat that he was cloned from is his weight My Benji is a big boy. He is about 20 pounds. He's really big. He likes to eat. Um, The original cat is a breeder, so he has not been neutered, and he spends his day chasing little female cats around, so he gets a lot more exercise. I'm sure he eats a different diet than Benji does. So the weight is very different on the two of them, but the look, they look exactly the same. Um, It's very hard to tell them apart just looking at their face, and their personality is so similar.
1: That is just amazing that even in two different environments, the difference, you know, I, I get that about the weight, but that their, you know, personality is so close. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I one day, I had Benji stole a loaf of bread off of my kitchen counter, and he took it and carried it across the room and ripped it open and was eating bread. And I'd never had another cat do that before. I said, What is what is going on? And I was telling that story to the person that owns the original cat, and he said, Oh yeah, Prestige loved bread. He does that. I have to hide the bread, or he does that. And I thought, Well, that's pretty incredible. <laughs> that's really amazing.
1: That's pretty funny, and yeah. I have a a cat that does that kind of crazy stuff too. Dennis will eat, he'll eat or try to eat anything. He used to rip open the dog food with his nail and eat <laughs> the dog food from the bag. So, but bread, yeah. that's a different one. That's very different. Yeah. So for everybody that's listening, that's thinking, you know, I'm excited about this. And so where can they find out more to kind of take the next step, learn more about the process and really just make the jump and say, okay, I'm going to do this.
0: It is a lot to take in. You know, it's not something you hear about every day. So a lot of our clients really want to do their due diligence and do their research and read up and find out as much as they can. So our website has lots of good information. It's ViagenPets.com. V-I-A-G-E-N, pets.com. And there's frequently asked questions. There's some videos that show how the process works. There's uh, pictures of some of our clients and just lots of really good information there. And um, there's, there's unfortunately a lot of misinformation about cloning and that kind of goes back to Dolly the sheep who is the original mammal that was cloned. So if you were just going to type in animal cloning in the Internet, you may find some information that's really out of date. So I would say do your research, get really up-to-date information. There have been research and studies done on cloned animals in the recent years that's very thorough. So um, start there at the website, lots of good information there.
1: Yes. And I did look at your website. Not only is there a great video that it does explain it quickly and simply, but there is more in-depth information as well. And then just to touch, because we have a couple more minutes left, what is some of the misinformation that's out there that you would like to just maybe let all of the people listening that might say, mm-hmm. you know, I've heard this, I've heard that, because like, like everything, there's always misinformation. What would you like them to know? Maybe one or two points.
0: So I think one of the common myths out there is that cloned animals live a shorter lifespan. And that's completely not true. And that all goes back to Dolly, um, Dolly died when she was six or seven years old, um, and it was suspected that oh she died young because she was a cloned animal, and that certainly wasn't the case. She died of a, a a lung infection that came in and killed other sheep in the same area that weren't clones. And Dolly was cloned later. There were four more clones of Dolly that were produced later that nobody really ever hears about. But there's a really good study done on them, and they lived a normal life, a normal long life that a normal sheep would live. So, and thousands of animals have been cloned since, Dolly, and we have seen in the animals that we've cloned that they live a normal lifespan. So nothing about a clone that makes them any less healthy than a conventionally bred animal. It just kind of all goes back to how that embryo was made, and that's really the only difference. So that's that's one myth. You know, some people will say, well, it's, it's not the same animal. Why would you clone him? It's not the same. And you're right. It's not the same. It's, it's its own individual. And I think that all of our clients go into it knowing that they're not expecting it to be the exact same animal. It's a version of that animal. And that, that's the way that I like to look at it, is it's, it's a version of that original pet. It's closer than an offspring, closer than a
1: sibling, and it's really an identical twin. So, that's a great way to put it. I know this is arbitrary, but what percentage would you say that a cloned, you know, the clone pet would resemble the original as far as percentage wise? Well, their,
0: their DNA is 99.99999% exactly the same. So it, it really is, you can equate that to identical twins. So the main difference that you would see is, like you said, sometimes markings are slightly different. But if you have a cat that's like a Siamese cat, and you know, all Siamese have the same pointed markings. So the clone cat are going to have those same points like a Siamese. So you're not going to see much differences when you're cloning an animal, a, a cat that's like the breed like a Siamese, where they all look very similar. But For instance, my cat that is a bangle, his spots are very slightly different than the original. And if you were just glancing at him, you wouldn't even be able to tell that his markings were different. You have to really
1: analyze each and every little spot on him to see that there are very slight differences. That is great information and as always, for everyone listening, we'll have a static page on um, PetLifeRadio.com. You can go to Catitude and find out more if you're, you know, driving your car, exercising or something. You can go to ViagenPets.com and we'll have the same info on the static page. Now, melaine what if some, you know, your cat dies unexpectedly and you want to clone your cat but it's already you know is it too late or what would happen then Well, that's a really good question. So if the cat had just passed away, like
0: yesterday, then the tissues can still be viable for up to five days after the cat passes away. But the very important thing to do is the body needs to be refrigerated. And that's that's very important to this process to keep the, the cells alive, is to refrigerate the body and not freeze the body. So if the cat just died, tissues can be viable for up to five days. Now, if the cat had passed away, let's say, two weeks ago, and that's a question we get quite often is, you know, I have ashes from my pet, or I have fur or whiskers um hair um can you clone from that? and the answer is no unfortunately there's there is DNA there in the bones and the in the ashes and the hair, but what we need are living growing cells, so it has to be from a fresh tissue biopsy sample
1: and that makes totally sense from you know the scientific mm-hmm. point of view. It absolutely makes sense because right, you need all the DNA and it's not going to be in hair or ash unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But that's good to know. So everybody out there that's that unfortunately your cat's a little ill or something like that, you're thinking of cloning your cat, plan ahead. Absolutely. Okay. Malene, thank you so much for coming on Catitude and sharing all of this fabulous information. I think there's going to be a lot of people listening that never considered cloning their cat didn't even know it was an option that are going to be very excited to you know hear about this so thank you very much for coming on catitude you're so welcome thank you okay everyone if you ever wanted to clone your cat now you know you can with a little planning ahead of time and it's just a great option you know we love our kitties so much we want to keep them forever and they don't last as long as we wish they would so what a great idea so with that said, I'd like to thank my cat crew, which is Charlotte and Molly, Dennis, Sammy, Jethro, and Jazz, in case I decide to clone any of you. And uh, thanks to everyone listening, all my Catitude Feline friends. We have great stuff coming up all the time. You send me suggestions. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You can also, you know, follow me on Instagram. It's uh, the new and approved Instagram, which is at Michelle Fern So there's information on new shows that are coming up. There's going to be more and more information as it grows. It's brand new. And lastly, but certainly not least, I'd like to thank Mark Winter for making me and my guest sound amazing all the time. So thank you so much. And everyone listening, thank you so much for listening to Catitude keep listening we have so much great stuff coming up
2: let's talk pets
0: every week on demand only on petliferadio.com